Over the last 60 years that we've been in business, it's uh, we've celebrated many accomplishments, but there's one accomplishment that we, we can't celebrate, and that's our commitment to Vision Zero. There's been, uh, when we look at the, the number of fatalities across our region, um, we're over, we're still counting, and that number still continues to grow, but we're over 8,000 people that have died in our region on our roadways, and that's unacceptable. And so this I'm uh, 90% sure this is Austin Mount uh, from the uh, Transportation Planning Organization. He's like the administrator um, and talking about their Vision Zero concept at the most recent TPO meeting. And as he says, you know, 8,000 people have died over the last 60 years on our various roads. That'd be Baldwin County, Scambia County, Santa Rosa. I think that's it for the TPO. Yeah, Okaloosa is not in that particular group. Um, so that's, you know, a little over 100 people a year that have died on our roads. And he says the goal, and they have said this before, and we've talked about this a little bit before, that the goal is to aim for zero. You know, for averaging over 100, the goal is to aim for zero people dying on our roads every year. This is what they call their Vision Zero plan. Can we achieve it? Probably not. But if we set back, if we, if we retract on that goal of zero, then we won't work as hard. And that means we've assigned a number, we've assigned a fatality. And we had this conversation when I believe it was at the Pensacola City Council meeting. A presentation was for them about the, you know, the new, I forget what they called it, but it was the, you know, the transportation plan for the whole city and thinking about that Vision Zero. And I said it at the time, I'll say it again. I hate it when anybody dies on the roads, but Vision Zero is an absurd goal. It's an absurd goal. And the reason I say it's absurd is because the only way you could achieve that would be if you put in mandatory 15-mile-an-hour speed limits everywhere. And you would achieve Vision Zero. You know, if you could enforce it, if you could get all the cars to go 15 or 20 miles an hour, you would get pretty close to or actually hit Vision Zero. There's nobody dying on the roads. And you say, well, why don't we do it, Andrew? Well, you know why we don't do it. Because nobody would drive that. Nobody would accept that. That is an unacceptable infringement on the need to transport things at a more efficient pace. Look, every single one of you, and feel free to disagree with me about this if you want. I want to know whether you think this Vision Zero concept is a good goal or not. I think it's not a good goal. And I think it's not a good goal because none of us really believes in it. I think none of these people believe in it. I think Austin Mount doesn't believe in it. Not really. Or they'd be going 20 everywhere they go. Now, well, that's you go slow like that and people are going to hit you from behind. Okay. But they'd be all going five miles under the speed limit everywhere they go. And I bet it's not true. I mean, I don't know particularly, but, you know, the commissioners who say they believe in it, the city council members who say they believe in it, the advocates, I don't think drive that way. None of us do because we all believe in maximizing our efficiency. We all believe in trying to get there faster. And to a degree, we all know that there's a bit of irrationality here, but it's an irrationality that we all live with, which is time aggregated over the course of my life that I spend going faster is worth the risk calculated against the danger of me or my family getting hurt in a crash because of speed or somebody else getting hurt in a crash because of speed. Now, I am also an advocate for red light cameras. You say, how can that be trained? Because I do believe that there are limits to how much we should be driving quickly. But unless we're committing ourselves to lowering that speed limit and then the enforcement of it to say, again, 20 miles an hour would be the speed you'd want to target. 
20 miles an hour on I-10, 20 miles an hour on Davis Highway, 20 miles an hour on Creighton, 20 miles an hour on, you know, Sorrento Road, okay, we could get to Vision Zero. But we're not going to do that. We say, Andrew, well, they don't really mean zero. No, they mean zero. And the amount of money, the problem is that for most problems, the closer you get to the ideal goal, the more you have to invest for every incremental improvement in getting closer to that goal. Now, can we spend money better to make roads safer? Absolutely. Is it a good trade-off? Usually it is. But it's kind of like the floodwater discussion. You know, we could drop $200 million on Escambia County and probably solve everybody's floodwater problems, like get 0% flooding. Well, is it worth it? What do we get for $100 million? What do we get for $30 million? What do we get for twenty? You know, can you solve the biggest problems for somewhere in the vicinity of twenty to $40 million? Yeah, I mean, yeah. But every time you get close to that 100 you start to spend an inordinate amount of resources or create an inordinate amount of inconvenience in order to get closer and closer to that. And here's why I bring this up. Because there's a kind of car hatred at the basis of that Vision Zero. There's a kind of efficiency hatred. And listen, if you lose a loved one in a car crash, it is awful. If you lose a car, it's expensive and inconvenient. And if you get hurt, and I have been in car crashes, it's awful. But nobody's really willing to go to zero because we all recognize that there is a benefit to being able to travel faster. And some of you are going to think this is an unfair comparison, but claiming Vision Zero is similar, analogous, comparable to putting Fauci and the doctors in charge of the COVID response. And I'll tell you why in just a second. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Hmm. Looking forward to that. All right. Uh, gate traffic this morning at NES Whiting Field is backed up. Uh, it's going uh, to Highway 87, the last report we had. Highway 98 eastbound leaving Navarre. We're seeing our normal morning slowdown from the New Publix up to the McDonald's at Parish Boulevard. Otherwise, around town, Highway 98 westbound through tiger point we're looking good highway 29 south through cantonment is accident free we're good from uh davis highway from the i-10 overpass through creighton britain fairfield uh highway 90 coming out of milton through pace this morning is looking good and uh, gregory street garden street palafox all checking in clear if you do see anything out there slowing you down you can always call or text our traffic tip line that number is 437-1620 i'm jake walker with your traffic on the fives thanks so much jake oh, we got a nice text in here somebody says uh, by the way jake walker is really doing a good job being new to the game is refreshing he is trying very hard and it shows good job Aww. jake that is 100 percent true jake is Thank a tremendous you. blessing i'm blushing um so somebody here says uh goals should be attainable this vision zero is not attainable correct correct that's part of the problem but i made the claim that the vision zero concept is sort of similar analogous comparable to you know putting fauci and um you know the cdc in charge of the covid response because when you've got a public health specialist the only thing they care about is reducing disease spread and transmission right and reducing the impact of a disease that's all they care about. They will not care about things like economic impact, jobs impact, impact on students not learning in schools because you have lockdowns. And that's why politicians, though it might be a dirty word, are there to make the decisions instead of the healthcare person. Because the healthcare person is a single issue voter. 
and they vote too much in one direction with no consideration for the other values that are affecting the entirety of the the state or the subgroup or the population or whatever. And so I don't mind people saying we're going to try to reduce – who would mind that? We're trying to reduce traffic-related fatalities. But going from 100 a year-ish, a little bit more than 100 a year, to zero, that's a ridiculous goal. Cut it in half. And tell me what it will really take to cut it in half. Because I'll tell you what it'll take to go to zero, and we're not going to do it. But tell me what it'll take to get to half. I'm more open to that. Well, Andrew, how many deaths are acceptable? Some. Some. Some deaths are acceptable in boating accidents. Some deaths are acceptable in house fires. Some deaths are acceptable in, you know, weird, bizarre playground incidents. Some deaths, some injuries, some amount is the byproduct of other values being implemented in the way we do things and freedom. And transportation mobility, freedom to move about, is a really important American freedom. And telling us that we're going to do whatever it takes to get rid of traffic fatalities, to me, I know they don't mean it this way, but it sounds a little bit like I'm going to do whatever it takes to get rid of that most important American freedom of transportation. And I'm not on board, and I don't think anybody really is. It's just a nice-sounding policy that's fundamentally misguided. So again, you want to work with me on we're going to spend money to reduce traffic fatalities? Absolutely. I'm all there. As long as you understand that there's going to come a point where the things we, the money we spend and the things we do to create inconvenience to reduce traffic fatalities will bump up against the limit of what we're willing to endure in limiting our travel freedom. That's it. 437-1620-437-1620. Speaking of the aforementioned American freedom to move about, Frontier Motors is a great place to buy good quality used vehicles, ones that are one, two, three years old, low miles, great condition, and they're going to help you get around the way you want to, the way you should be able to, the way you're entitled to as an American. And uh, they're the kind of cars you buy and then you don't have to worry about them. Because they're almost new, but you don't pay that sticker price for a new car. As Dave Ramsey recommends, as I recommend, you know, buy it with fifteen or 20,000 miles on it and then drive it for another two hundred after that. That's the way to really get your value out of the vehicle. they got 300 different ones on the lot. You can compare them side-by-side, side, different styles, makes, models, genres of car, whatever you want to do. Frontier Motors, serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years, right behind that big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. Looking for a sewing machine? Daryl's Sewing is the largest sewing machine dealer in Pensacola, with new machines starting at $249 and used machines starting at just $150. There are lots of machines to choose from under $500, plus sewing furniture, craft supplies, and fabric. Financing is available. Daryl's Sewing, 6705 North Davis Highway, between Creighton and Burgess. Online at sewinginpensacola.com. The folks at Daryl's say, when you buy from us, you get from us. That's sewinginpensacola.com. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. The most famous verse in all the Bible is famous for several reasons. It's famous because it's rich with the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's famous because it models godly giving in an amazingly sacrificial way. It's famous because it explains the way to heaven as well as the avoidance of eternal hell. Have you figured out which verse I'm talking about? If you thought John 3.16, then you're right. It powerfully states, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you've never confessed your sin and called on Christ to save you, I urge you to trust Christ today. 
That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. Join the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 1030 as Bess Marks from Lazy Boy Gulf Coast joins the show and talks about Lazy Boy's upcoming events at all three Gulf Coast locations, Pensacola, Spanish Fort, and Mobile. How to incorporate Lazy Boy's free in-home design service with recliners, sofas, accessories, and artwork to make your home look just like a picture out of a magazine. Text or call in your questions from the Pensacola Expert Panel at 850-437-1620, weekdays from 9 to 11 on News Radio 92.3. News Radio 923 AM 1620 is accepting applications for employment. Periodically, we have openings in sales, business, news, promotions, engineering, production, and programming. We'll keep your application for consideration when such an opening occurs. We also provide internships for qualified students. Apply online at News Radio 923 or at our studios at 7251 Plantation Road between 8:30 a.m. and 5:30 p.m. ADX Communications is an equal opportunity employer. Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. Mornings before Pep Talk on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. They call me Mr. Tibbs. Kurgan there. All right, 724 here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Got a couple of texts in here on this question of Vision Zero and whether that is a a goal that we ought to embrace for zero fatalities on our roads or not. Uh, one text totally disagrees with me, and I appreciate that. Uh, pick a number. How many deaths are okay? Uh, well, I told you some. Some are okay. Uh, I don't have a number, but not zero. It's unattainable. Uh, stop trying to cure cancer. That's dumb too by that logic. Uh, some, okay, which member of your family are you willing to include in that number so you can get across town quickly? Again, I just think we are all willing to embrace the risk that that carries with it. Otherwise, we'd all drive 20. We're not willing to drive 20. Uh, and we have not built a society around driving 20 miles an hour. Aspirational goals are valid. You want all the people to go to heaven, not all will. You're going to stop witnessing because it's futile. Come on, man. No, I don't think that's the same, but okay. And are some deaths okay because they're disproportionately poor and minority? Chances are better for us who can afford safer cars and don't walk or bike. Well, I bike, but, you know. Uh, let's see. Somebody else said, uh, um, I see your point, but we must strive. This is another note. I, uh, we're charged by Christ himself to be perfect because our Father is perfect. The point is obvious. Yeah, trying to be better, but setting as zero. Again, because there's trade-offs. And be ye perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect doesn't carry any trade-offs, by the way. Uh, somebody else here says, uh, Vision Zero is a ridiculous big F-dot effort. It's silly, but it would be futile to resist their buzzword. The TPOs don't have power over that. Federal and state dollars are attached to it, just like other grants, unfortunately, have to play their game a little. Uh, no, I understand that. I understand. But also, that's where our elected officials should engage in some pushback and say, look, we're going to try, but we also think this is a ridiculous goal because you see the point that I'm trying to make about all of this. 437-1620, I like this one. Somebody says, how about vision 20% reduction? Yeah, see, that can be done. That's achievable, and we would all get behind that. It wouldn't be absurdly excessive. Uh, Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? All right, not seeing any major slowdowns or accidents reported by FHP at the moment. We do have some gate 
traffic at NES Whiting Field backed up to Highway 87. Also, uh, getting onto NES Pensacola this morning backed up for a few blocks, uh, but it is moving at the moment. Uh, Highway 98 eastbound leaving Navarre. We're seeing our normal morning slowdown from the New Publix all the way up to the McDonald's at Parish Boulevard. Otherwise, uh, around town, we're looking good. Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace is looking good. Highway 98 westbound through Tiger Point. I'm not seeing any issues there. Um, Looking good on Davis Highway. It's clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton, Britain, Fairfield. And uh, Lillian Jackson, Navy, New Warrington, all accident-free on the west side. If you see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That number is 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. What kind of traffic was that, Jake? Gate traffic. <laughs> we got, I had somebody Sorry. text me in and says, you know, I love Jake, but the one thing is every time he talks about the traffic being backed up at the base, I hear him say gay traffic. What do you have against gay traffic, sir? No. <laughs> That's hilarious. Gate. Gate. Traffic. Uh, if you, I'll just, y'all are the best. I love you so much. Um, if you need to buy or sell a home or you're thinking about buying or selling a home, buying a third or fourth or a second or a first, you know, home, whatever the case may be, or selling, whatever, um, give Christina Leavenworth a call. She loves to talk to people, especially in unique circumstances. I mean, she recently talked about helping people who are going through divorce. Not pleasant, but they need help, and it's a unique kind of help. Talking about people dealing with estate sales. Also, not pleasant, but it's something that needs to happen, and, you know, you got to get people that really know how to do it. Or, again, just like ordinary transaction where you're buying or selling for the first time, maybe uh, call her, and she will sit down with you and answer your questions and help you ask questions you didn't think to ask and then answer those two. I mean, that's kind of her job as a professional services expert. 723-9158 for Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? In a uh, thirteen and one, Nova. what in the world is going on there? Uh, in a thirteen and one vote, uh, the U.S. standing alone and vetoing a resolution at the U.N. calling for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. Ambassador Linda Greenfield said that resolution would negatively impact negotiations to free hostages. The Biden administration announcing a new student loan forgiveness for borrowers in the Save program. Uh, This is for people who've made at least 10 years worth of payments. Eligible people should get an email today. The Biden administration says it could extend to about 153,000 people. There's a trial beginning in Manhattan today. The lyrics to this 1970s hit song were originally written out by hand, apparently, but at some point disappeared and uh, apparently a rare... Disappearing ink? Well, the the whole paper, not just the ink, Andrew. I got you. Years later, a rare book dealer and former Rock and Roll Hall of Fame curator and memorabilia seller... Uh, was accused of selling those lyrics to auction houses while knowing they're stolen. Their lawyers say they're innocent. That case uh, in Manhattan will be decided by a judge. Very good, David. Thanks for the update. One last text we got in on this subject of uh, zero as the goal for traffic fatalities. Somebody says, um, it's always silly when someone says safety is the highest priority. When many of life's exploits have inherent dangers, driving, flying, cruising, swimming, etc. I always think about this in the context of like law enforcement, you know, or military. Um, it's it's people sometimes say be safe out there um be effective out there i mean be safe within the mission but you know the mission carries on safety with it and i want you to be effective that's why you do the job in the first place you can't put safety as your primary goal and in awful lot of cases it can be an important goal but it certainly can't be the only goal fox news i'm chris foster 
James Biden answers questions behind closed doors this morning for House Republicans investigating his brother, President Biden, Fox's Brooks Singman. Today's testimony will focus on a $200,000 check given to Joe Biden from James on March 1st, 2018. It was labeled loan repayment. That same day, James received a $200,000 payment from AmeriCorps given to him for his consulting work, despite having no experience in the healthcare industry. AmeriCorps is a now bankrupt rural hospital chain. The man who pulled his gun first during an argument and shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade tells police he was just being stupid. Lindell Mays and Dominic Miller are charged with murder. While we're not there yet on every single individual, we're going to get there. Prosecutor Gene Peters Baker, one woman died. Another 22 people, including 12 children, were wounded during the shooting at the parade. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning at 7.31 at News Radio 92, 47 degrees. Beautiful morning out there right now. Uh, sunshine in Pensacola. Now, there is a big development in that effort to make the city of Pensacola the official home of the American Magic Sailing Club. We're very, very excited uh, to uh, be in a position that we will be bringing to council this week a 10-year lease with American Magic uh, with a 10-year option uh, to uh, make the port their, their headquarters. And uh, that is uh, Mayor D.C. Reeves. He says that 10-year lease would see the Magic paying $291,200 per year. That's part of the rent that they pay and the rate that they pay is predicated that if they win the America's uh, Cup, they would have at least a preliminary regatta here, an America's Cup preliminary regatta hosted in Pensacola, if not the entire thing. And that proposal also stipulates that the city would have the headquarters finished by December of 2025, although Reeves does say they plan to have it finished by December of this year. The Florida Senate taking up that social media ban for kids today. The ban would prohibit anybody under the age of 16 from creating an account and would require platforms to delete existing profiles run by minors. It was revamped by lawmakers last week to specify which platforms are being targeted. Governor Ron DeSantis has not publicly supported the legislation so far, saying it's to be determined whether he'll sign it assuming it passes both the House and Senate. Joe Ford, News Radio 92.3. Thank you very much, Joe. Ron DeSantis is, has suspended his presidential campaign, but he's still out traveling the country. The governor was in Indiana yesterday, also in South Carolina. He's supporting congressional term limits. DeSantis is encouraging state legislatures to pass resolutions calling for term limits to be included in the U.S. Constitution. The governor says Florida has already certified a proposed amendment under Article 5 of the Constitution. Well, a tragedy uh, in South Florida. A girl dead after a trip to the beach in Broward County. Fire rescue uh, there says a five-year-old girl and a seven-year-old boy, as well as some adults, dug a big hole at uh, Lauderdale and Lauderdale by the sea yesterday. And the kids were playing in that giant hole when it collapsed. Uh, the girl was completely covered. The boy was buried up to his chest. The girl unfortunately passed away at the scene of that accident. The boy taken to the hospital and he's currently in stable condition. The Alabama Supreme Court has ruled frozen embryos are, in fact, children. The decision reverses a dismissal over wrongful death claims in Mobile. The case stems back to 2022 when several couples filed a lawsuit after frozen embryos were dropped on the floor by a patient at a hospital. The couples are still seeking punitive damages. 
I'm Michael Kastner. Thank you, Michael. And we'll end with some positive news. A big recognition for Pensacola's Ascension Sacred Heart Hospital. They've been named one of the nation's best 50 cardiovascular hospitals by Fortune Magazine. This is the seventh time the hospital has made this list. Uh, Over 950 hospitals across the nation were all assessed for the list, which was compiled based on 23 different measurements, such as clinical outcomes, efficiency, and patient experience. 735 at News Radio, and Jake Walker has a look at our traffic on the fives. This traffic report brought to you by Executive Landscaping. We've got uh, tips coming in from our traffic tip line, 437-1620, letting us know that the gate traffic at NES Whiting Field is backed up to Highway 87 this morning, as well as NES uh, gate traffic to uh, NES Pensacola is backed up past Gulf Beach Highway already. And uh, if you're in um, in Navarre, leaving Navarre on Highway 98 eastbound, we're seeing our normal morning slowdown from the new Publix in Winhaven all the way up to the uh, McDonald's at Parish Boulevard. Otherwise, around town, though, it looks like I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds, not showing any slowdowns on Pine Forest or in Car City. Davis Highway is clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton, Brenton, Fairfield, and we're looking good from 12th Avenue through to Palafox and W Street. If you do see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text me on our traffic tip line. That number is 437-1620. And Executive Landscaping, call them today for all your commercial and premium landscaping needs. I am Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thank you very much, Jake. And now look at our Channel 3 forecast. A beautiful sunny day today with temperatures near 65 degrees for your high. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 47. Nice sunny weather for our Wednesday with a high near 68. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 56. Beautiful sunny skies for Thursday as well with temperatures warming into the 70s. 71 degrees for your high and 61 for your low. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Burke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. 47 in Pensacola, 46 in Gulf Breeze, 40 in Milton. Your next news at 8, break. News anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 923. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Glencore's earnings were cut in half after coal prices lowered from the record high prices in 2022. The world's biggest miner by revenue said that its adjusted earnings plummeted to just over $17 billion, a 50% decrease from the year prior. As usual, most of Glencore's profits came from its industrial activities. Coal contributed to just under $8 billion in revenue in 2023, compared to the nearly $18 billion it pulled in in 2022 after Russia's war in Ukraine drove prices of the fossil fuel to historic highs. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos has sold another 14 million shares of the company, valued at $2.4 billion. Sales began last week and continued through Tuesday. The latest disclosure brings the total sold in the past month to 50 million shares. Futures are slightly lower. Yesterday, the Dow Industrials were lo- lost 145. That's your money now. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like C-Max Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. Let's be honest, nobody likes taxes, but they are necessary to maintain roads, support schools, and fund public services. Wouldn't it be great if someone else paid our taxes? 
In Escambia County, they do. Our beautiful community draws millions of visitors who spend over a billion dollars each year. The taxes they pay help lower the tax burden for locals. Tourism works for all residents and businesses in Escambia County. This message brought to you by Visit Pensacola. Ready for intelligent and thought-provoking conversation? Tune in to The Guy Benson Show on News Radio Pensacola. Weekdays from 2 till 4 p.m. on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. Guy Benson, the brilliant and charismatic host, brings you a fresh perspective on the biggest stories of the day. Guy keeps you engaged and informed. Don't miss out on the intellectual thrill ride. Tune in to The Guy Benson Show on News Radio Pensacola from 2 till 4 p.m. It's the show that'll challenge your thinking and leave you wanting more on News Radio Pensacola. Good morning, 739 here on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Mayor DC Reeves joins us at this time every Wednesday. Mr. Mayor, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? I'm doing great. So um, according to my social media feed, the city of Pensacola intends, depending on which version of this you get, to either tear down all of the existing border wall on Cervantes and completely redo it the way maybe it used to be, or I'm not quite sure. Or we are going to build a brand new border fencing all the way from E all the way over to Bayou Tahar. And the whole stretch of it from Mobile Highway to the water east is all going to be chicanes and narrowed and lowered speed limit and border fencing because that's the goal of the city. Um, I don't think those are probably right, but you tell me what the actual story here is. Uh, it's a good example of uh, what I've learned in 15 months, which is not everybody reads everything that they share. Um, <laughs> and and so, which really pertains to a lots of topics that we, we discuss at the city. I and I know we're all, we got busy lives. You know, this is all, this is my job. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, absolutely not. And as a matter of fact, you know, we tried to miss bust this. Uh, understand what we're asking for from council is, a, is basically a letter of support to go get a to go get grant money. Um, now that has nothing to do with what happened before. I wasn't part of that before. That was an FDOT project, we, obviously well documented. All of that. Uh, this is not us tearing that out. It's not us extending it. This is our own city of Pensacola grant ask to make it uh, a more pedestrian friendly to make some incremental changes to do so. And it's also incremental, and in, in, in you may look at it and say, okay, Mayor, you, you asked me to read it. I read it. Why didn't you do the entire thing? Well, this grant funding is tied to certain census tracts, as an example. Like, it won't be – if we did the entire thing, we would fall out of qualification for the grant. So, so what, we're, what we're really doing is we're trying to be opportunistic. Now, we can decide to fund ourselves or, or work with FDOT to fund the, the remaining portions, but that's why you may look at it and say, well, why is it these intermittent – you know, parts of Cervantes and all of that. You just have to look at it through the lens that what we're doing is we're trying to go get 0% match, you know, millions of dollars to go improve Cervantes Street. Okay, let me, we'll, let me just you know, have some more decisions. Today. I just know that this is going to be in somebody's head, and I want to make sure that we get a clear statement. Is right. there any future in which Mayor Reeves sees border fencing being built on Cervantes east of where it already is now, anywhere close to Bayou Tahar? Or is no, that a zero possibility in your opinion? 
Zero possibility okay. unless the next mayor does it. <laughs> that, well, that, and that's, and that's what I know people want to hear. So I just wanted to make sure that we got right. that message out really yeah. clearly. Um, uh, obviously, a big, big thing tomorrow night to sort of finalize the deal with American Magic, right? Yeah, very excited about that. We should actually have, uh, looks like we're going to have a skipper of the team in from Barcelona on Monday to execute the lease. And uh, just a big step for us. We're still on track to get the building done, hopefully end of the year, uh, first part of next year when they're done with the, with the big race in Spain. But, uh, but very, very excited for this. We've talked many times about this transformational opportunity this could be, but, uh, but this is a tangible step. So uh, if council uh, approves it uh, tomorrow, then we've got a lease uh, in hand to, to get executed, and uh, and then the partnership for 10 years and maybe 20 uh, is going to be formalized. Very good. Now, obviously, the thing that I've been talking a lot about and you you guys have been dealing a lot with is the demolition of the Malcolm Young gym, which for people who haven't been following yeah. this all that closely, a bunch of people showed up to protest the demolition, various folks from all different kinds of perspectives. The city council then voted 6-1 to one to go ahead with the demolition, some of those folks uh, filed a kind of a two-pronged uh, thwarting of that. Prong one is that they are saying that they want to pursue the petition process to overturn the decision by city council, which takes 60 days to get 4,000 or so signatures before we move to the next phase. Part two of that is that they want a temporary restraining order against the demolition of the building in order to give them time to accomplish the 4,000 signatures. Um it seems, I mean, obviously, if they pursue this process, that's well within their charter rights as voters. Mm-hmm. Um, why not give them the 60 days to see if they can come up with the $4,000? That seems like a fairly low-cost concession to see if there's enough momentum to change the decision by council. Well, uh, I'm not going to get into to the legal aspects of this. Certain, As you said, it says in the charter that they have the ability to do that uh, but the council and the administration also has the ability uh, to to take a vote and there was a vote that was six one um, and if we were to go into a precedent of which anytime someone didn't like a vote that has no standing uh, you know could just do so and then we stop government for 60 days I don't know that that's the precedent um, that we would want to set either so uh, look they should pursue whatever's within their rights and they certainly have the right to do that and, and so do we and so uh, that's why I said I'm not going to comment on the merits of, are we right, or they right? We'll let the, the lawyers and the uh, you know courts decide that. Uh, but what I can tell you is we've taken a vote, and um, you know this is where we are. And at the end of the day, this, this to me, um, you've heard me on your radio show time and time again talk about we've got to start taking care of the things that we have, because there's been a philosophical issue with that for years of time, as we all know, uh, shutting down Bay Bluffs Park, Malcolm Young, all these things where we have to start taking these things seriously. And, you know, the fact of the matter is uh, you know, that one of the petitioners, Councilwoman Hill, uh, in three times in 2020, took $715,000. That was earmarks from Malcolm Young. It was in LLSC. It was set to go. And they decided there was a more important project for them. And, uh, and so th- this is exactly a microcosm of what I'm talking about is, you know, th- they signed the death notice of Malcolm Young three, or, three and a half years ago. When they said, never mind, it's not important to us. We're not going to fix it. If it had been fixed, we would have been right back in business. Instead, we kick the can down the road and we make it someone else's problem. And then now we're, we have some pearl clutching we're doing over the potential loss of a building that we signed away uh, three years ago. So that's, what the, that's the habit we have to get out of and not letting 
different projects jump the line because we might like them better or, or we might think it's more important. And I'm sure they have a great case for where they move the money, right? I mean, hey, we think this is a higher priority. But that doesn't relieve us of the consequence of, 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 of letting a building dilapidate and be a $3 million fix now. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, that, that's the decision was made in September and October of 2020 by Councilwoman Hill to, uh, to move that money somewhere else. And then now she's saying it's super important. So, um, you know, here we are. And, and hopefully, hopefully with Cobb Center, with Bay Bluffs, all these things that we've stopped in time, that, that we're going to be learning from those previous mistakes we've seen in previous councils. I have a follow-up we'll get to in just a second. We're talking to Mayor D.C. Reed, City of Pensacola. Jake's got traffic on the fives first. Okay, uh, a couple things to report this morning from our traffic tip line. Highway 98 eastbound leaving Navarre. We're seeing our normal morning slowdown from the New Publix all the way up to the McDonald's at Parish Boulevard, as well as 98 westbound getting through Tiger Point a little slow this morning. I-110 from Pine Forest, uh, the on-ramp is backed up uh, for about a half a mile. Slow traffic being reported there. And Beulah Road southbound backed up from 9 Mile Road beyond Frank Reeder Road. And the gates at uh, NES Pensacola backed up past Gulf Beach Highway this morning. And the traffic at NES Whiting Field is backed up to Highway 87. If you see anything else out there, let us know on our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, back, back to Mayor D.C. Rees and the conversation about the Malcolm Young gym. Somebody had asked me this question yesterday, and I did not know the answer to it, so I'm going to ask you. I know what you've talked about is demolishing the gym and then you know contracting somehow for affordable housing that would carry a subsidy because the city mm-hmm. would own the property, and then managing that and provide what you're doing with the Pensacola Motor Lodge, which is all kinds of pro- projects you're kind of working on this front with. Um my only question, well, the question the person asked was, how much would that property sell for, and would there be enough revenue in selling the property to fund the actual construction of a replacement gym somewhere? And I have no idea the answer to that, but I figured you would. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I do. And it appraised, actually, when they were when they spiked the 715000 when that council did that in 2020, that, 21, that conversation came up. I, I just listened to it. It was a appraisal about just south of a million dollars, only ninety thousand dollars of which actually went to the building um, because of the state it was in three years ago. Um, so, look, here's the key: why why would we not just sell it a surplus and then try to find another gym? Number one, uh, you know, nine hundred thousand is not going to be enough right. to fix the gym completely. You know, as it was, we'd be having a lot of different conversations. Second is. The land is the subsidy for affordable housing. Understand, you know, people get upset with market rate developers or market rate units. Why aren't these affordable? The private market is not in charge of of building something for for one price and renting it to at a loss. That 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 will never happen. The government, the someone has to step in or philanthropy. Someone has to step in and be the, the gap, the subsidy between that. So the dirt becomes the subsidy, right? And so then you'd say, okay, well, and you're the taxes, right? Also, the t- price, and the not having to pay amount taxes. Of time, yeah. It, it, based, and here's our give as the, the, the government is that you get this at a discount or or for a dollar. I mean, dep- it just depends on what what you know is offered, right? And how how uh, deep of a discount it is. So so it becomes a leverage piece for the city to be able to create housing that would otherwise not exist uh, because you can't, if you're going to wait around for the private market to do affordable housing and, and literally go to get a bank loan and then take a loss in default, that's not going to happen. So how, how, these are what we're, you see these projects, Andrew, the motor lodge, uh, uh, Malcolm Young, Baptist hospital. We're trying to figure out how to create affordability at scale, not one house at a time, but we've got to do these larger projects or we'll never put it in. In trying to create places for people to live afford- affordably in the city, so 
So that's why we see Malcolm Young as an opportunity for that. We always like to end our conversation with the mayor by t- doing something light, frivolous, and uh, lightning. If we can do it quickly, we usually do. Uh, a lot of the times I draw these from our frivolous conversations we have at 835. First question for you today, what's something that you did as a kid that kids today can't or don't get allowed to do? Oh, I mean, that would that's easy. Leave the house with no cell phone, you know, all day in the <laughs> summer and, like, come back in 10 hours, you know. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. I, I could never imagine – yeah, my daughter doing that, and that's what we did all the time. On your cell phone, and I don't know if you have more than one or not. Maybe you have a city and a personal. I'm not sure. But um, on your cell phone, case, no case, what's your preference? Uh, case, and it, it's got some worn-out corners. You know, I'm, I'm on the move. So, uh, but you know, it can't be too big a case. It's not the big, chunky one. It's the, you know just enough to protect it. Okay, so fashionably uh, non-baggy pants, but still enough room to carry the case in clad uh, phone right. in your pocket right right okay. exactly. <laughs> very good exactly. and last one it's a bit of a gross one but this is one of my favorite ones from the last week or two um you're out walking the dog and the dog has to create contents for the bag okay uh you put your hand in the bag you mm-hmm. grab what's been left for you by the dog and then you yeah. put it where it needs to go is your hand clean yeah. at that point enough that you would say i don't know put a stick of gum in your mouth or does that hand need to be washed first I just don't trust it. I don't trust that phenoplasm, <laughs> Andrew. Uh, you know, so I mean, but, but there's probably a, you know some chemists out there that will tell me I'm fine. I'm just saying, you know, I've, I'm I'm still going right into the sink in the house. I sure. think if uh, if you survey people, 99% of them will be on your side on this one. Mayor DC Reeves, Mayor Pensacola, look forward to the city council meeting tomorrow night. Thanks so much for the time this morning, sir. And we'll talk to you again next week. All right, Andrew. Thanks so much. 751 on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. If you are a business owner, you have employees, you have to deal with benefits like health insurance, dental, vision, life, disability, managing HR, uh, payroll, all of that stuff. And if you like what you're doing right now and enjoy it and it's going great for you, I mean, wonderful. But if there's any kind of a pain point in me mentioning, you know, if you notice your left eye starts to twitch. When I mention insurance benefits, or maybe you just sort of wonder, is there a better way for me to do this for my employees? And you just kind of want to find out whether you're doing it the best you can. That's why you call Torgerson Causey. For more than 20 years, they've been helping local businesses like yours manage benefits and all of that stuff. They have been doing it for us for about seven years, and they were a definite upgrade from who we had before. I have been very satisfied with them. I know other people have been as well here at Cat Country and News Radio. So give them a call today. No obligation. 433-9996 or check them out online at tcbenefitsgroup.com. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. Your road to adventure starts with the 2024 Subaru Outback and the 2024 Subaru Forester. Both come standard with symmetrical all-wheel drive for confidence along the way. The Subaru Outback, according to Kelly Blue Book, is one of the best family cars of 2023. And according to Auto Trader and my good friend Max here, the Subaru Forester is one of the 2023 best cars for dog lovers. For information on all the awards and accolades from Kelly Blue Book and Auto Trader on the Subaru brand, the Subaru Outback, and the Subaru Forester, visit kellyblueboockkbb.com and autotrader.com. Whether you're a Forester family or an Outback family, your road to adventure starts in a Subaru. Get yours during the Subaru A Lot to Love event. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Auto Trader is a registered trademark and used with permission. Pinner Credit Union is here for every move-in day to the perfect home, every trip up the coast in the perfect car, for every business door unlocked, every dollar saved for something special, every dream achieved one goal at a time. 
We're here because Pinair Credit Union has been a part of this community since 1936. And with affordable lending, flexible accounts, easy access, and smart guidance, we're a perfect fit for the way you bank. Join us at Pinair.org. You'll fit right in. Insured by NCUA Equal Housing Lender. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Greater Pensacola's leaders are in the tallest buildings and smallest shops, and they come together here to drive growth and innovation, to bridge industries, to share fresh ideas, and to understand how they can play a part in Greater Pensacola's success. The Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. We believe local businesses are the cornerstone of a great community. Guy Benson, keeping you informed of the news every day at 2, right after Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Huh. Plan A taught you the five point palm exploding heart technique. Of course he did. Morning, 756 on News Radio 92.3. Let's go straight to Jake with Traffic on the Fives. Jake. Okay. All right. Gate traffic at NES Whiting <laughs> Field is backed up a little bit this morning, as well is as. Is that traffic straight? Uh, it's straight traffic to the, to to the, the gate. To the gate? Straight to the mm-hmm. gate? Okay. Straight good. to well, the gate. Well done. Uh, NES Pensacola front gate backed up also uh, to Gulf Beach Highway last time I checked. And uh, Highway 29 southbound getting by Nine Mile Road, starting to see our normal morning congestion there, as well as Highway 98 eastbound leaving Navarre. Uh, That's going to be stretching from the New Publix in the Windhaven area all the way up to the McDonald's Parish Boulevard. And then 98 westbound getting through Tiger Point. We're seeing our normal morning slowdown at the Avalon Light there, as well as in both directions getting by Gulf Breeze High School with the school zone there. And there's going to be lane closures today in Gulf Breeze proper from all the utility crews and the road work being done there. Also, uh, I-10 at the Pine Forest on-ramp backed up for about a half a mile there. Slow traffic being reported. And Beulah Road southbound backed up from Nine Mile beyond Frank Reeder Road. If you see anything out there on our roadways, keep texting me and calling me. 437-1620. Four three seven sixteen twenty. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Now somebody had implored me to explain the zipper merge to folks as they're experiencing on Highway 98 when it's down to one lane. Right. The zipper merge is where everybody goes all the way as far as they can go, and then they go every other car. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's it's contrary to politeness and human nature. It is supposedly a very efficient way to do it. I'm not a believer, but that's how it's supposed to work. Okay. I'm just you know I'm I'm very not a fan of the zipper merge concept. I think that the People who impede the traffic should just move the merge farther back. But I have a deep and long-standing disagreement with my friends in the traffic and planning uh, departments who uh, they see it differently. So I did my duty. I explained it to them. I didn't tell them they had to do it. 758, uh, we got David Wayne in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Keyword being how it's supposed to work. That's right. right. Uh, Well, the Major League Soccer regular season kicks off this week. Uh, 
kicks off. Lionel Messi and uh, Inter-Miami begin their season hosting uh, Real Salt Lake. Every other team begins play on Saturday that season, running through October 19th. Julian Assange could find out his fate before the end of the day. Uh, He's been imprisoned in the U.K. and fighting extradition to the U.S. for more than a decade. And uh, if his appeal is denied, he could be on a plane bound for the U.S., uh, soon and closing arguments underway today for the two men charged in connection to the murder of Run DMC's Jam Master Jay. There have been days of testimony now from witnesses who were in the studio when he was killed. The jury could get the case as soon as this afternoon. Everything is going better in Century. David, thanks so much for the update. Did you hear this? That according to NorthOfScambia.com, the Century Town uh, City Council meeting has been rescheduled for a week following on the 27th off the 20th, and also Century Town Hall is uh, closed today tomorrow and until the foreseeable future due to a staffing shortage one only wonders how long until disincorporation i mean it's sad but it's just what is the real end game for century if not to not be anymore and to just be the north end of the county listen on air at 92.3 95.3 and am 1620 news radio 92.3 wnrp golf breeze milton pensacola